This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 180, with Brian Sewell. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hi there, MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and today's show, we're going to look at how to create an income stream trading Bitcoin. My guest today is Brian Sewell, and he is the founder and CEO of the American Bitcoin Academy, the thought leader in cryptocurrency education. Brian is a serial entrepreneur who has owned several companies in the technology, energy, and manufacturing industries. He's also a former executive with World Savings and Loan, a Fortune 500 company that was purchased by Wells Fargo. His passion for entrepreneurship and learning from the best leaders in the world also led him to host an internationally acclaimed entrepreneurial radio broadcast, The Brian Sewell's Show. He has previously managed more than $1.1 billion in assets and is recognized for his fiscal, strategic, and operational vision and leadership. Brian received his education from Dixie University, John Hopkins University, and Stanford. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MCLobsher or by email at info at CashflowNinja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja to 44222. To ensure you never miss one of our episodes, you can download our free interactive smartphone apps from the Apple and Google Play app stores. You can also support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. And when you do become a patron, you get access to our private Facebook page and a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. You can become a patron at CashflowNinja.com forward slash support. Have you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start or how to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit JoinOps Properties at joinopsproperties.com. If you're not earning at least 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRAs, you do not want to miss the private lending presentation for non-accredited investors done by Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott. Discover how to create an income stream from real estate without the management headaches. You can access the presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. Spartan Invest have a proven plan and system helping investors create passive income and wealth through turnkey real estate ownership in the exciting market of Birmingham, Alabama. Find out why Birmingham has got it going on, why it's a steal right now, why it's a millennial hangout, a hidden gem, and one of the most exciting investment opportunities you have never heard of. You can download your free report, Five Big Reasons to Invest in the Magical City of Birmingham, Alabama, at cashflowninja.com forward slash Spartan. 
I've spoken about the most powerful system on the planet, on the show, the banking system. And my firm, Valhalla Wealth Financial, helps people reclaim the banking function within their own lives through leveraging the premium tools and strategies of the wealthy. If you're interested in reclaiming the banking function within your own life and the infinite banking concept, you can access a free webinar presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, MC. It's great to be here. Can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Oh, I'd love to. Uh, so, you know, I, I grew up in the in the banking industry. I was in a, an executive for a Fortune 500 company and, until the whole banking industry kind of blew up and, uh, in 2008. Um, actually, I left the banking industry in 2006 and launched my own company right at the top. Matter of fact, I was working for a company called World Savings, which uh, the Sandlers made out like bandits. They sold the company for about $26 billion. Um, and I was a young executive with that company. And I left at that time and, and went out to, uh, to start my own companies. And um, so here, I, uh, it, it's really a fascinating, <clears throat> it was really a fascinating time during that time when the whole, you know, many of you probably remember the time when the whole mortgage crisis occurred and all of the, uh, you know, the mortgage-backed securities were going bust and, and banks were closing down. But that was a time when I had my first business, which was a debt servicing company. And um, it, it uh, definitely had a major impact on me and my family. Now, you are in the, the, the Bitcoin space, <laughs> a yes. very, very exciting space and, and the cryptocurrency space. Can you please share a little bit about what is going on? Because we've seen huge spikes. We've seen a little bit of a correction and some of the interest, other interesting things happening in this space. Yeah, absolutely. You know, MC, the, the cryptocurrency space is a very, is a very, powerful and uh, very powerful space to be in at this time. You really have your wind in the sails when you're in this space. What's happening right now is that you've got, um, you've got some short-term forces that are creating these, this volatility that's in the marketplace. But the long-term trajectory of Bitcoin is very positive. It's extremely positive, in fact. Because well, let's talk about Bitcoin in particular. The, there's, it's a simple supply and demand curve. The supply side of the equation is... Uh, you know, is known, is finite, as uh, many of our listeners know. There'll never be more than 21 million Bitcoin. But the demand side is growing exponentially right now. Uh, we, have a, we have a trading desk that trades Bitcoin all over the world. And we have brand new buyers every single day, many of them, that come in or buying Bitcoin for the first time. And what that tells to me, what that says to me is there's a lot, a lot more use cases that are being discovered and people are discovering Bitcoin for the first time. And most people still, believe it or not, most people haven't even heard of Bitcoin um, as far as the masses go. And those that have heard of Bitcoin, most of those don't even really comprehend or get um, th that it's probably the most important innovation of our lifetime next to the internet. And therefore, there's a huge opportunity for growth in this space. And with the supply side being finite, the long-term tra trajectory is significant with Bitcoin. But I don't know if that addressed your question exactly. I want to I know recently there's a hard fork coming up, uh, potentially a hard fork uh, coming up here at the end of the month or first of August. And that's caused a lot of volatility. But I want to just let everyone that's involved in the cryptocurrency space know that the markets are going to work this out. This debate over scalability and which, uh, you know, which version of the new code, whether it be SegWit or another version, um, has been going on for years. And um, 
Um, and although there is definitely significant potential risk to there being a hard fork, um, whether the hard fork happens or not, um, the market will will probably resolve the issue before then or resolve it you know after and uh, Bitcoin will continue to endure it's a very resilient technology now for listeners out there that's not familiar with the hard fork and have never ever heard of this <laughs> can you please uh, share a little bit more about that sure well Bitcoin is a and all cryptocurrencies they're they're a, an, an open source platform and they operate on a social community using the the, the network effect. And so there isn't any central repository of control. There isn't one person or one company um, that can make a change to the code. However, changes to the code have been being made since Bitcoin was created in 2009 uh, by Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, there's a group called the Bitcoin Core, and there's some other groups that have been making modifications, modifications to the code. Even you and I can make modifications to the code. But, but those modifications don't take effect unless the majority of the community Ultimately, the entire community accepts and adopts those modifications. And that's what makes Bitcoin so secure and literally unhackable because anybody can change the code. It's open and transparent. So what happens in a, in a fork situation is when somebody makes it, when the community adopts a, a modification to the code that is not backwards compatible, that is a hard fork. When, when modifications are made that are backwards compatible, in other words, you can use the old version or the new version, then that's considered a soft fork, right? A hard fork requires uh, everyone to adopt one version and leave the other version of code. Well, what happens when there's a battle in the community, which there is right now, there's one version of the code that is preferred by miners, and particularly Bitmain in China, um, and they they want one version of the code because it's more profitable for them. The user community wants a different version of the code, which is called segregated witness or segwit. And that version of the code um, is, is, thought to be, is thought to be better for the users. And it's the most robust and stable version. Um, it's been tested for about a year and a half now. So one of the groups basically said, you know what, we're going to this version of code and, uh, and to heck with you miners. Cause I know that you don't want this. You're not financially incentivized to accept this but we're going to go with it anyway. And so the potential risk is a hard fork. The reality of it is, is that the user base, if the user base is not using the other version of code, then the miners are going to lose money. And therefore, they're going to be incentivized at that point to switch over, even though they don't like it. They're going to be incentivized to switch over. So the market will fix itself ultimately. Yeah, truly, truly a free market. And as you mentioned, there's no central central bank controlling Bitcoin. Uh, there's no central office or a Bitcoin CEO. So uh, it is a, a free market in, in action. Now, you have been trading Bitcoin for a living. Can you share a little bit about how do you trade Bitcoin for a living? Um, please uh, share your business model, some of the challenges that you face, and also what you like about this model and the, the uh, opportunities that are uh, within this model. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to do that, MC. You know, I told you that my business blew up in 2008, the banking crisis. I literally found myself, I, I, was, I was holding a garage sale outside my house, selling my last few items when my um, when my house was being foreclosed on, my, my wife and family had moved to Texas. And, uh, and when that occurred, um, I, the police showed up at my house and, um, the guy said, are you Brian? I said, yes, I'm Brian. He said, uh, is your wife Josie Sewell? And she, he said, yes. Yeah. Yes. I said, yes. And, and he said, well, your wife is divorcing you. And, uh, I, I had no idea completely blindsided me. And, um, 
And so I find myself taking my last few possessions in a minivan. I was literally sleeping out of a minivan, traveling to Texas, trying to figure out a way to hold my family together, trying to find a way to, um, uh, you know, to be with my kids. And, and, and ultimately I'll, I'll tell you the end of the story really quickly. I, I live in Southern Utah now and I have custody of all my kids and, and, and I'm here and, and doing very well. But during that time was a very difficult time. Um, as a, as a seasoned entrepreneur, I, I knew that opportunities existed in markets in which there were inefficiencies. And I, I was very fascinated with and loved the cryptocurrency. I loved the cause of Bitcoin. And I thought, how, what, what can I do in this market? There's got to be some inefficiencies that I can, I can, like problems I can solve in order to make money. And, and I, I, I basically figured it out. I figured out that the difficulty is getting access to Bitcoin. It's, it's people have a difficult time getting access to Bitcoin and the few opportunities there are with exchanges and so forth are very difficult because they, they're over compliant and they make it very difficult for people to buy. There's lots of limits. There's lots of loopholes you have to jump through. And then banks are completely allergic to Bitcoin. And that's another problem. So, you know, and then there's scammers out there that want to steal your money. So between scammers and regulatory issues and um, banking relationships it's very difficult for people to get this fluid flow of, of cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. And so I went through a process of systematically solving those problems. I saw the demand. I started providing Bitcoin. I started looking for suppliers, went from one supplier to another supplier, many suppliers I bought from the biggest miners all over the world. Um, and I also uh, was, was selling on a site called Local Bitcoins. Um, and then I got a bunch of direct customers in the United States, then expanded past the United States. And what happened over about a year and a half after about losing $100,000 to scammers, um, having my bank account shut down on various occasions and uh, creating my own anti-money laundering policy and registering with FinCEN and seeking to be as compliant as I could, I finally solved all of the problems. And that's turned into a tremendous business because now when somebody wants Bitcoin, all they got to do is, is text our trade desk, wire us money or drop money into one of our bank accounts or send us money and we provide the Bitcoin to them. And that that problem that we solved is valuable to the marketplace. And so we make on average about 5% on every single trade. So if you can imagine making 5% a day on your money, that's basically what we do. Now you'd mentioned suppliers and these are the miners. So uh, this is some, so you go and get it from those folks and then uh, distribute it basically and broker it to people that are looking for Bitcoin. Yes, precisely. That's correct. And when you buy from miners and other, uh, you know, wherever you purchased it from, but that's where it comes from is from miners, right? You got to buy them in large quantities. And uh, so we buy large amounts of Bitcoin every single day. Uh, let's talk about the exchanges because that's a question that I had too. Now, if you go on the exchanges and, and buy it, some of the exchanges uh, have been hacked. So I know that they are not that secured. Um, but uh, talk about the, the advantages and disadvantages um, of, of why someone would buy through a, bro- a quote-unquote broker uh, such as yourself rather than going to some of these exchanges. So uh, th- let me tell you the challenge with exchanges. First of all, um, uh, you know, as a financial institution, which an exchange is, has to comply with all the anti-money laundering and KYC rules. So they got to go through a lot of identity process, knowing the source of the money and so forth as you set up. But once you get set up, then they monitor and manage it from there. You're limited in the amount that you can Bitcoin you can purchase on a daily basis and a monthly basis. Um, and, and there's a lot of friction. And if you try and run a business in the Bitcoin space and you're wiring money to a Bitcoin exchange, your bank will actually see those wires when they review your account. They'll see those wires going to a Bitcoin exchange and they'll simply call you up and say, hey, we just don't want your business anymore. And they'll shut you down because uh, banks are adamantly opposed to Bitcoin, unfortunately, at this point. And I've, um, there's a lot of speculation as to the reasons why. Um, I believe that the bottom line at the very highest level, that there is a 
a direct conflict between Bitcoin and uh, and banks. No, absolutely. I mean, Bitcoin is a massive, massive threat to uh, the current central banking system that we have. Uh, and I mean, we see these, and you, you know it better than anybody being having been inside that industry, that these are systems that are kind of crumbling and becoming obsolete. And then we have this new uh, system that truly embraces a free trade and free market philosophy. Yeah, and it's totally disruptive, MC. I mean, at the end of the day, whether the banks know it or not, um, the, the current banking models cannot exist in a world that's built on cryptocurrencies. They, they don't coexist. So the banks have to reinvent themselves or change or die. You know, it's kind of like Kodak when digital photos came out, right? They've got to change or, they, or they're going to they're die. That's basically where we're at. Do you think that it's going to make a difference for them? Uh, I see a lot of them have been talking about embracing uh, blockchain technology, uh, and it looks like some of the major banks are kind of nervous. Who's going to be the first one that's going to try this? Uh, what are some of your thoughts on that? Yeah, so, so precisely. Well, they've taken a two-pronged approach, which is interesting. Number one, let's block any company, any small entrepreneur, any business out there, any individual that wants to deal in Bitcoin. We, will, we won't let them have access to the, to the financial markets, so we'll cut them off from their banking relation standpoint. And then the second point is that, they, that there's about 43, I don't know what the number is now, it started out with about 43 of the, of the largest banks in the US, um, created a consortium, a blockchain consortium, and, and uh, they invested in a company called R3, you may have heard of, which is seeking to do private blockchains. And, and all of the big banks and some mid-side banks have put together internal research groups around the blockchain. So having managed a large technology group within a Fortune 500 bank, myself personally, I know what's going on internally. I, I truly understand what's going on. As this research group comes together and investigates, learns about blockchain and the attributes and so forth, they, 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 they're at some point in discovery of realizing that the benefits and attributes of blockchain do not allow them to coexist and they can't hijack it. The whole decentralization mechanism and the way it's the community that drives it, they can't they can't hijack this technology and adopt it internally. The whole banking model exists on a model of which they lend money that doesn't really exist. So by lending money that doesn't really exist, you can't do that with Bitcoin. And, uh, and it completely disrupts their model. So they're, they're going through this, this uh, you know, the five, you know, the, the five stages of, of change. Um, and they're going to, you know, they've launched, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say too much about that, but, but basically they're, they have been trying to hijack it and they have been trying to figure out a way to take the blockchain technology, separate it from the currency. You've heard that over the last couple of years, two or three years, how the, the word Bitcoin has, has kind of gone away in some circles. And they talk about blockchain technology instead saying that's the real technology, but really they're both inseparable. Bitcoin and blockchain are inseparable. Um, they're the same. And, uh, so it'll be an interesting battle to see what happens. And I believe that the opportunity, MC, this is what's really critical. I believe that the, the, the conflict between the banking industry and the Bitcoin or cryptocurrency industry is going to continue to escalate. And it's going to continue until the banks die. And they're not going to go away quickly. So if you can imagine, that's going to last quite some time. That conflict between those two monetary systems is what creates the opportunity that myself and my company are taking advantage of. Um, and that's why I see that there's an opportunity to make a heck of a lot of money um, in, in the years to come in this space. 
No, you make a lot of really good points. And if you can learn one thing from Wall Street is that it doesn't like competition, you know, but with all these laws and uh, accredited investor uh, designations and now with the, the Department of Labor fiduciary uh, rule ruling. So they truly don't like it. And this has been a threat to them from the beginning. You know, you've mentioned the five uh, stages of change. And it's funny to see how in the beginning it was marked, you know, some silly tokens or something like that. And then they realized, well, it started becoming a little bit more serious. So now all of a sudden, every terrorist in the world is using Bitcoin, right? Right. And, and so forth. And now it's, it's kind of funny to just see the, the transformation of how information is shared about it, which really uh, made me realize too what a big threat this is to the current system. Let's talk about, um, the process. So if, uh, clients and customers of yours get their Bitcoin, so they set their wallets up on their computer or their, yeah, or their phone or the device, um, wherever they set their wallets up, um, they set it up on their device. And then they, they text our trade desk. Oftentimes our customers just walk into a bank, actually walk into a bank and they'll text us and say, Hey, I want to buy $10,000 worth of Bitcoin. Um, and then we send them the account information. They make the deposit and we instantly send them the Bitcoin. Um, it's that fast. Um, they take a picture of the receipt. Of course, we have a protocol that we follow to protect from, from potential scammers, but they send us over a copy of the receipt with some words written on it. And we get that receipt back and we send them Bitcoin instantly. And they love the simplicity. Um, and easiness of getting Bitcoin. You're listening to Brian Sewell on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to Brian Sewell on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. Now, let's talk about some of the education that you guys provide because you guys uh, put out some great content. There's a ton of uh, content and videos on YouTube on your channel as well. Uh, and you guys actually teach and help people how to become a Bitcoin trader. Can you share a little bit about uh, your services and some of the education that you provide uh, and how people get started? Yeah, sure. And, and MC, let me just give you back up just a little bit, because um, when I when I was doing this, I, I had learned a lot of information. I had lost a lot of money, spent a lot of time solving these problems, and it was very valuable. And there's a handful of other people out there that ha- that arrived at that level. Um, of knowledge, understanding how to solve the problems of the banks and how to make this business work. And they all keep that information really close to the breast because they're making a ton of money with it and they don't want to share, you know, the, the solutions that they found and that they've created to the challenges that are out there. Um, and it's kind of like a, you know, kind of a, um, uh, you know, scarcity mentality, I would call it. So being very passionate about Bitcoin and the cause that is Bitcoin, I believe that there's a cause behind Bitcoin and it involves liberty, involves freedom. I believe it connects to, it potentially connects 2.5 billion adults to global markets and helps them alleviate the suffering, raise them out of poverty, and, and solve a lot of their local challenges and problems by getting access to capital, access to global markets. I think there's a huge cause between this monetary system. And when you look in Venezuela and Argentina, uh, Greece, in which monetary systems are exploited um, and people are suffering and literally dying, 
there's a real, real significant cause behind this. So rather than have a scarcity mentality and keeping all that information to myself, I made a conscious choice to say, you know, what, what's, what, am, what is Brian Sewell really about? What do I want to really do? And, and, and what that is, I really want to help accelerate the adoption of Bitcoin. And I went through a process of figuring that out, but I arrived right now at, I want to teach other people how to make Bitcoin easy to access. Therefore, people around the world can have more easy access to Bitcoin. And in between that, a lot of people can make a lot of money. So I can teach people everything that I've learned about how to solve these problems in the space, how to make money in this space. And by doing that, people are monetarily incentivized to jump in and make Bitcoin easier to access. And then in addition to that, um, more people have access to Bitcoin. And, and what inspired the model was what happened in Kenya with M-Pesa. So in Kenya, um, M-Pesa is now nearly 60% of GDP. People buy eggs and groceries. And just so your audience is clear, M-Pesa is mobile minutes. It's a company that, that sells mobile minutes and gave the, the power and ability to share those mobile minutes. Well, well, Kenyans decided it's easier to share mobile minutes than it is to share, you know, the local currency. And therefore, they just send minutes to each other. And all over Kenya, where they don't even have electricity in most places, they have cell phones and they're buying and selling things on these mobile minutes. Well, Bitcoin is 100 times more, you know, better than these this M-Pace or mobile minutes. But what made that model successful is the cellular mobile company set up agents all around Kenya in order to um, in order to make it easy for people to access these mobile minutes. Well, that's what kind of inspired the idea for me. And that's what American Bitcoin Academy is about. It's about it's about creating, teaching and educating people how to make money in making Bitcoin easy to access. And therefore, we are fulfilling that mission of accelerating the adoption of Bitcoin. Right now, MC, to your other question about what does American Bitcoin offer, you know, the American American Bitcoin Academy offer. Our, our flagship product is a professional Bitcoin trading course. We have an introductory to Bitcoin trading course and we have some other free courses, but our flagship product, if somebody is serious about becoming a professional Bitcoin trader and making a living doing that, then they get to take our professional Bitcoin trading course. And that course, it takes about six to eight weeks to kind of go through the course. It's all online. And then you get involved in a community online of other professional traders that you get to interact with. As problems arise in the industry, we solve those problems together and uh, get access to me on a regular basis to coach them. The other thing, though, too, if you don't have any money to start something like this, you offer uh, quite a number of resources that people can look at and what what loans to get and, and resources for that. What other advice can you give some of the listeners out there that's looking at this as something to get into? But there's obviously some capital involved up front to get this off the ground. Yeah, there is some capital involved up front to get this off the ground. And a great question, MC. Um, we, we do offer, we do finance students in our courses, um, and I personally finance them. Um, inside the courses. W- what we look for is individuals that can get access to capital because you've got to have some money to trade with. And let's be specific. So I recommend that someone have at least a minimum of $2,000 and a, uh, and a, 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 you know, a maximum of maybe $20,000, between $2,000 and $20,000. Because if you're making about 5% a day um, and you've only got $2,000 to work with, you know, you're making, uh, you know, 2000 you're making a hundred bucks a day, right? Right. Um, and someone needs to make at least a hundred bucks a day in order to make this viable, um, I, I think for them. And so you've got to have some capital. So before I'll approve somebody to come into the course and I'll, I'll finance people into the course. Um, and the course is, 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 is worth way more than what we charge for it, but we'll, you'll be able to get inside the course and get involved. I'll finance most of it for you. If 
Number one, I believe that you have the character, the character to be successful. Because in my experience, MC, and you may experience this too, that success is a function of character. It's not a function of what we teach them. It's a function of, of the individual and their character. And, and they're willing to, to see things and, and believe in themselves, basically. And then, and so, and so number two, I'm also looking for someone who can get access to capital within the next 30 days. So by the time they get through the course, like through class three, and they're ready to begin trading safely, um, that they can have some money to trade with. And if they have those two pieces, um, then we'll finance people into our course. Brian, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying right now and what skill sets are you currently learning? So I love that question. Um, there, there, is a, there is a wealth of information out there. I usually follow, I, I usually follow the, the, the latest and most successful entrepreneurs, Elon Musk being one of them uh, recently. Um, I had a radio show um, there's still podcasts out there for it called the Brian Sewell Show, which I interviewed you know entrepreneurs all over the country, and so I have a I have a really a real foundation this content. So what I'm studying right now is uh, I study those most recent entrepreneurs. I look at someone like um, like I just described, like Elon Musk, and, uh, and and what I've found in the space is that there's got to be a willingness to take a risk in no matter what you do. And funny funny enough, MC is that. The process of taking a risk is actually connects one, I think, to to, to spirit and to themselves. Um, I think all of us have a natural knowing within ourselves that if we learn to become in tune with that and connect with that and follow it, um, we can take risks more confidently. And in my life experience, as I've trusted myself and taken risk, um, I have found that I've I've grown and learned. Uh, at, at a rapid pace and also have um, have found tremendous success in, in doing that. So um, <laughs> I can go on and on, whether it be, you know, seven habits of highly effective people or whether we want to, <clears throat> we want to jump into, um, you know, I think one to zero is uh, Peter Till's book, uh, one to zero, which is a great book that anyone should read. Who's an entrepreneur. Um, those are some recommendations I would make. Fabulous. I'll add those uh, links in the show notes. Uh, now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? MC, that's a great question. That is a great question. Um, number one is you have to believe that you can. Because if you believe that you can, you are right. And you, if you believe that you can't, you are also right. It all starts with a belief within yourself. And people get stuck in their head. They get stuck in analyzing things. They get stuck in thinking about all the risk associated with making a certain choice and making a decision and not getting clear about what their heart is yearning for, what makes them sing, what makes them resonate, what gets them excited and want to get up in the morning. And, and, and they lose track of that because they get bogged down in their head with, with all of these fallible and imperfect thoughts that create fear um, about taking risks. And so the first thing that gets to happen is, is people get to let go of all of that and get very clear within themselves about what makes them sing, what their voice is, where their unique talents contribute to the marketplace in which their unique talents um, you know, connects with a financial opportunity. And then believe in yourself. Believe that you can. 
Believe that it's possible. See yourself in that place. And if you can believe in yourself, that's the starting point. It's not the end point. You'll probably fall flat on your face when you start off. Most of us do. One of the secret of entrepreneurship is you fail your way to success, I call it. You fail your way through the process of success. You have to expect those failures, but they're not really failures. Failure is not the opposite of success. Failure is the pathway to success. Failure is the experiences that give you the learning necessary in order to have the know-how to then be successful. And so if you believe in yourself, you'll take action. And when you take action and move forward in the direction of your dream, whatever that is, you're going to have learning experiences And it's that passion that's going to drive you to overcome those obstacles and to apply those learning experiences until you get to the point of reaching that success. So that would be number one is to believe in yourself. And then number two, I would say trust that natural knowing inside of you when the rest of the world around you is giving you opposite signals. I I believe in somewhat in the contrarian theory Because I have found as an entrepreneur, oftentimes where success is found is carving your own path in a direction oftentimes opposite to the masses. Because masses are run by fear and greed. But as, as, as a human soul, if I learn to trust my intuition about a certain idea or product or vision or marketplace, and that's what I did in the Bitcoin space. I charted a course in that direction. And regardless of what people say outside, regardless of friends and family and other individuals say about yourself, if you're clear, you don't move in an opposite direction naively. It's not just about going in the opposite direction because you also could fall flat on your face. But if your natural knowing, that spirit inside of you is telling you that there's an opportunity here, there's an, in, in, there's an inefficiency in this marketplace that I believe I could exploit, that I could figure out and solve this problem. If I do, that's worth a lot of money. And other people are telling you otherwise, trust that intuition and follow it and move in that direction and continue to believe in yourself as the obstacles continue to mount because surely they will. And if you do that, you're going to learn things that no one else is able to learn and willing to learn because they're not, they weren't willing to do it. They weren't willing to take the risk. And you're going to discover things that no one else is willing to discover because a successful entrepreneur is somebody who's willing to do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. And I would say that that would be number two. And then MC, I would say number three, um, along with what I just said, you've got to have a passion for whatever it is you do. There's got to be a cause that drives you beyond money. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to go to the end of your grave and, and look back and wish you spent more time at work, right? You're going to wish that you had time with, with those that you love. Um, and, and you're going to wish that you had dedicated your career and your life to something that's greater than yourself and something that's more than just superficial money. So if you're going to move in a direction, and if you're going in a direction chasing money, stop it. Just knock it off. Stop it. And stop trying to duplicate everything else that everyone else is doing out there because you're not being true to yourself by doing that. Get true with who you are. Who are you? What is your unique gift? What is your, your unique contribution? And something that you get really passionate about. And it doesn't have to be something that you think is going to make a lot of money because a lot of people pursue things that they're passionate about and that they love. And because they love it so much, They solve problems in that space. They discover opportunities and they figure out unique, creative ways to make something out of, make money out of something they never thought they'd be able to make money out of before. 
if you're going to spend your life doing something, do something that's greater than yourself and do something that you love and you're passionate about. And that would be number three for me, MC. Thank you so much for sharing those. Those were very, very powerful. Now, Brian, how can my listeners learn more about you, your company, and stay informed of all of the projects that you're involved with? So this is what I would – so, of course, you can go to AmericanBitcoinAcademy.com, um, but go to our YouTube channel, American Bitcoin Academy, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we're also on Facebook. We publish videos, and I, I'm on at 1 and 2 in the morning oftentimes responding to people that comment on our Facebook page. So if you talk to us on our Facebook page, you'll probably get me responding to you and, and commenting to you. On our website is our phone number. If you're interested in our professional Bitcoin trading class, interested in learning how to do that, just call us. We'll be happy to answer your questions. Um, so American Bitcoin Academy is, uh, is the place to go, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, or on, on our website. Fantastic. Well, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. Great, MC. It's great to talk to you again. This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Alhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining the capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy according to the infinite banking concept. If you're interested to learn more about privatized banking and the infinite banking concept, you can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Thank you for joining my guest, Brian Sewell, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life, so if there's any way that I can provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gashku newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text cashflowninja to 44222. You can support the show also by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. And when you do become a patron, you get access to our private Facebook page and a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. You can become a patron at CashflowNinja.com forward slash support. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They've designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinupspropertiescom or call Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. If you're not earning at least 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRAs, you do not want to miss the private lending presentation for non-accredited investors done by Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott. Discover how to create an income stream from real estate without the management headaches. You can access the presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. Creating passive income for you and your family is easier than you think. All you need are three things the right plan, the right product, and the right turnkey provider. 
As an investor, you want a safe, profitable, and convenient way to invest your capital without being at the mercy of stock market fluctuations. Investing in real estate in a turnkey way that provides monthly passive income with very low risk is exactly what Spartan Invest provides for their clients. Their mission is to make investing in real estate easy for the busy professional. Spartan Invest helps investors create passive income and wealth through turnkey ownership in Birmingham, Alabama. You can download your free report, Five Big Reasons to Invest in the Magical City of Birmingham, Alabama, at CashflowNinja.com forward slash Spartan. The wealthiest families on the planet know how to capture their wealth and then leveraging their wealth through their own banking system. If you're interested in the infinite banking concept and learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access a free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness. 